If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I've been out, I've had brunch this morning. Oh, Maureen, what did you have? Some sort of sausage, bacon, meat. Was there any smashed avocado, Maureen? Well, it was on the menu, but obviously not on my plate. Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Before we start today's episode, we would like to say a huge thank you to our newest Patreon, Shelley! Hooray! Thank you for joining us. Also, just a quick reminder that we do have another WTB New Material Night coming up on November 15th. Our fabulous guests are Bethany Black and a reoccurring favorite, Deborah DiGiovanni. 8 p.m. You can find our ticket link on our Facebook page. It is recording. Right, here we go. This is what we're doing. Great. Okay. (laughs) Alison, you've had a busy week, haven't you? What have you been doing? Or have you been doing anything? Yeah, I've been I've been doing some stuff. I I had a busy gig week actually. I had a lot of gigs, so that was fun running around. It feels feels good. But I've been very lucky in that they've all been gigs that are close to home. So that means sleeping in my own bed. Yeah. Listen, I don't want to gig anywhere that isn't literally step outside my house. And in fact, if my next door neighbour wants to start up a gig, that I'd be very grateful. It would be very handy. Can I be the resident MC at your gig? (laughs) There's a little bit of me. That would be quite happy <laughs> to not travel around the country anymore to do 20 minutes of stand-up comedy. <laughs> I'd be, there's a little bit of me that at the age of 46 thinks, I've done it for 20 years, 
I'm, I'm okay to stay still for a while. I'm actually quite happy. Hey, once I get there and doing the gigs, like I've always said it, even from the beginning, I genuinely, there's part of me that's like, sometimes I'm not, I don't need to get paid for the gig. That 20 minutes can be a joyous, lovely experience. I've never felt like that. <laughs> I like it. When a gig goes good, I feel a little like there's an exchange between me and the audience. I still want paying. Well, yeah, but. I know what you mean, Alison. There are some gigs where you go, I can't believe I'm getting paid for this. But they are balanced out by those gigs where you go, you couldn't pay me enough money to do whatever the fuck this is to these people, okay? When you turn up and everyone's on a round table, you know those big round banquet tables and the strip lighting and they've put chairs so that people are not even facing the stage. They're facing the people opposite on the other end. Of the and you turn up at those gigs and you go, listen, this is not going to work. Okay, and I don't want to be here. And they, you do those gigs, don't you? And to, and then you walk off to a smattering of applause because it's in such a big room that even if you've absolutely stormed it, the best response you get is this. <laughs> absolutely. I was in Hull this weekend as well too. So Okay, so say no more, Alison. <laughs> there we go. Say no more. One good thing I wanted to share with you, Jen, and I don't know, Maureen, you'll probably enjoy it, but Jen, I think you'll really get this. So we booked a hotel. Even though Hull is only two hours from Manchester, we were like, you know what? Let's just stay over Friday night. We don't need to drive back and forth. That's four hours. Let's get a hotel. Dog is with Nana for the weekend. So we're like, all right, pup's taken care of. Yeah, Nana babysits. So I was like, we're free. Okay, so then we get there, and then we wake up the next day, and we're going to check out at the checkout time, kill some time in Hull, do the show, drive back. And Danny woke up, and he looked at me, and he's like, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to drive back tonight. Let's just get the hotel another night. And I was like, oh, what? We, we really didn't budget for this now, did we? And he's like, I don't care. I want to stay in bed. You know there's a pool that you want to use in this hotel. You know there's a gym attached to it. He's like, let's just stay. And we stayed. And it was the nicest pool that I have swam in for oh. so long. I have... Oh my gosh, it was worth the cost of a hotel room just to be in a pool that nice. The only thing was no deep end. What? Two shallow ends. Or like one gets a bit deeper, like it goes to your shoulders. I hear you. That's a classic hotel pool though, isn't it? They're very risk adverse. But if you're swimming, it doesn't really matter, does it? You're not touching the you're not touching the floor when you're swimming. Look, just be grateful there's no sewage in it. You're right, Maureen. That is the best thing the way I sh thank you. Look at her. Look at her. Silver lining. <laughs> Listen, I can't even discuss that right now because my head is about to explode and, and, and my guts are going to fall out of my bottom, okay? I can't talk about it. But what I will say is that I went to a spa last week. Oh, <gasps> Did you hear me? I went to a spa. Yeah, baby. What did you have done at the spa or what did okay. you do? Okay. So listen, <laughs> Chloe's mum bought us this spa day. Okay, and ages ago, I think possibly pre-pandemic, but obviously we haven't been able to use it because of COVID and what have you. And then when we decided that we did want to book it, it was booked up for like nine months and we couldn't get in. So we wanted to book it, I think in sort of May or June is when we wanted to go, but we earliest date we could get was just in October. And it's so, so we've had it in the diary for ages. And I've kind of just, you know, you just go, oh, that's just ages away. And then you forget about it. And then all of a sudden it comes and there's a bit of you that goes, I don't even know if I can be asked to go to a spa. <laughs> there's a bit of me that's like, I don't know if I, because now we've got to do the logistics with the children and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we went. It was amazing. 
It took us a while to relax. I'm not going to lie. It's not like we got there and went, and relax. So we turned up, had a little sort of, uh, I don't know, smoothie or something to, to start the day. And then we went into the steam room and Chloe and I were literally sitting in the steam room. And I've never seen Chloe look so tense. She was sat in the steam room going, when, when is it? When do we relax? I don't feel very relaxed. I was like, I think it takes longer than three and a half minutes, my love. I think we need to wait and we will eventually relax. And we did. There was a nice, there was a pool outside, you know, one of those hot pools. Oh. Yeah, with, a, with the bubbly bits. What's that called? Jacuzzi? Yeah. And it had like an infinity pool thing. So you could sit and then out, then just countryside, you know, like, I don't know what it's, you know, what they called. fields and stuff. Thank you, Maureen. Fields, that's what they're called. And then we went inside and there was like a steam room and there was a sauna and there was a swimming pool and there was a one of those rooms that's not quite hot and it's not quite cold. I don't know what the point of that room is. Tepid room. I don't know why you'd sit in that. Anyway, we had a lovely time and then we had a lovely lunch and then, it's fair to say I ate too much at lunchtime. And this is what I learned from this spa day. If you're going to have a really big lunch, which I always do, I don't like a small lunch. I like to eat a lot of food. Don't go and have a massage straight afterwards. <laughs> what an error. The, the only point that spoiled the day was having a massage straight after having like steak and chips. Don't do that, okay? Because that's not going to work out for you. And we had one of these massages called a bamboo massage. And basically, a woman has a piece of bamboo, right? Look at Maureen's face. She's like, I don't like the idea of this at all. And they roll it up and down your back. It's a bamboo stick that they roll up and down your back. But also she's using her hands at the same time as the bamboo stick. So you feel like you're being massaged by a few people. Now, listen, I got into it. I quite liked it. It was it was nice. But the entire time as she was placing pressure on my back, it was also because I was lying on my front, placing pressure on my front. <laughs> and I, I was very English when I was having this uh, massage where she was rolling <laughs> the bamboo stick onto my hands and my wrists. Well, that's bone, right? That's just bone. There's, there's no flesh there. You might have a pressure point there, though. Well, I tell you what the pressure point was. My bones. And having a, a bamboo stick rolled up and down bone, <laughs> I to tell you, it's not relaxing. It's actually painful. And instead of going, I'm so sorry, would you mind not doing that because it's agony? I just let her do one hand and then let her do the other hand. When I should have said, uh, no, don't do that. Anyway, yep, it was great. And look how look. Have you noticed a difference in in me? Quite relaxed, aren't I? No. <laughs> just go with it, Maureen. <laughs> Can I just say I had a very cultural. I went and did something cultural this week. Oh, that's unusual, Maureen, for you. I went to a rehearsed reading of Caribbean music by Dominique Legendre and Adam Walters. Right. Oh and wow. When I ever ask anybody, like, oh, and like, my own assumption was it'd be like more like kind of current Caribbean music. It was actually classical music. It's really good. It, it also featured, I think it's called Chinica, and it's the first uh, professional orchestra in Europe to help be made up of a majority of black, Asian, and ethnically diverse musicians. And Ooh. it was, yeah, and it was really, it was really good. And there's uh, one of the guys, he's actually British, and then he's now working for the University of Trinidad as a musician, you know, to teach music. I was like, what if they need any comedy tutors? Um, but he did some music and he mixed up classical music and like traditional Trinidadian uh, carnival sounds like drums and whistles. And it was just amazing. So it, it's kind of nice to get your preconceptions challenged, I suppose, because I if I ha if I'd known it was going to be classical, I would have 
I wouldn't have bothered going in the first place. And actually, I was really enjoyed it. That's lovely. Look at this week. Everyone has really had a nice week, it sounds like. Listen, I've had an absolute banging week. And I saw Laura Marling live at Brighton Dome. So, listen. Who's that? I'm... Okay, never mind, Maureen. It doesn't matter. Imagine a, a singer, someone who sings. Yeah? There we go. Uh, the fact that you don't know who Laura Marling... Mar I can't even say her name now. <laughs> the fact that you can't say Laura Marling, Jen Brister, is actually embarrassing for you. Uh, well done. <laughs> Well, do you know what? This has been less entertaining and more informative, but I still think <laughs> we're doing what we say in the tin, and that is an absolute load of bollocks. <laughs> right, Maureen, come on, give it to me. Tell me what your people morning moment is. I'd managed to block myself as a spam sender. I chose my own number and my own contact to block. <laughs> oh my God, Maureen, I don't, I'm, I mean, I understand, but I don't understand. I've got to shut this down now. I've got to shut it down. Well, there's two things. One, obviously, Jen had to point this out to me. I actually had a pedicure. And I actually, before I did that, I actually uh, WhatsApped it to Jen. And Jen went, it looks great. She goes, um, glad you got your pedicure done just, just as it's turning into November. <laughs> Now's the time. Showcase feet time. Yeah. We were, we, we've been talking about this pedicure for ages. And I said to her, get yourself a pedicure and get your feet out for the summer. And Maureen went, yeah, yeah, I will. I'll get a pedicure. And then fast forward five months. Hey, Jen, I just got a pedicure in time for November, Maureen. Well done. <laughs> I didn't think about that. No, obviously. <laughs> and the other thing, the, the other Be More Morning moment was yesterday, I was actually very organised. I had a very, I was actually very pleased with myself. I had a very uh, busy morning, very uh, uh, efficient morning. I actually wrote a list. And normally when I write a list, I forget the list, which is always very annoying. But this time I remembered the list and I remembered all the things I needed in order to do everything. I brought things with me. I had to do all this stuff. So the first thing I had to do was pay my rent. So I went into the post office to pay my rent and realised what I hadn't put on the list was put purse and handbag. Wow. Oh my god. So wait a second. Wait, wait a second. So wait a second, Maureen. You wrote a list of all the things that you needed to do. Can you just give me a few of those things upon your list apart from paying your rent? What else did you have to do? I had to pay my rent and I was going to go to a cafe house because I'm, I'm writing a play. So I had to write the first season. So of... you'd have to bought a coffee or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anything else? I had to buy some shoes. I had to buy some winter shoes. Oh, buy some shoes. shoes. You had to buy shoes. Okay. So, <laughs> so let me get this right. Let me get this right. You wrote a list. Why did you write this list of all the things you needed to do? Because I had to pay my rent. So I need to get my rent card and I had to check how much money I had to pay for the rent. Yeah, and it's all money. It's all money. All purchasing things is this list. Buy shoes, I had to put my tights on. It was like in triad shoes because you need to put tights on. Anyway, all this stuff. And I did a list. I was so, so impressed. I, and I remembered the list because normally I forget the list. So I've even remembered the list. And obviously I got to the post office and hadn't put the person. Wow, I'm so glad that you wrote a list. <laughs> I love that you write a list and it makes no fucking difference because you don't bring the one thing you need in order to complete all the tasks on that list. Woman, you're gonna need ID, bank cards, all of it. Not there, not there. Yeah, I was so annoyed because I was so impressed with how efficient I'd been and organized. And I was like, and I've got the list because I always forget. And, and, I was about to get, and I was running short of time as well because I had a gig. And I was like, I've got to go back and get the blinking purse now. I mean, I'm annoyed actually. <laughs> I'm annoyed. 
<laughs> just listening to it <laughs> on your behalf, Maureen. Wow. Well, well done, Maureen. I mean, in a way, it, there's progress there, isn't there, Alison? I mean, she made a list. She remembered the list. We connect with that logic. We just, we didn't realize part of the logic would have to be write down, take the key things you'll need. You even remembered the tights to try on shoes. Like you were on, you were on point except for the most important thing. I mean, do you not normally have your wallet in your bag? Ah, but you see, because I was doing some healthy eating, I'd gone to the corner shop to get a lime for this chicken dish I made. So I'd taken the purse out my handbag and left it in the kitchen. I didn't put it back in the handbag. Don't you blame it on healthy eating. See the way she phrased that? Uh, well, if I wasn't healthy eating, it would have yeah. been in my bag. The purse would have been in my handbag. So okay. actually, it's your fault, Jen, because you want me to <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, and the step further is. Yeah. Listen, in lots of ways, I, I love that you're doing the healthy eating. So if that means that every now and again, you walk out of your house without your purse, I, I stand by that. I stand by that. And look at you buying a lime, Maureen. I also, I did, thanks to that part of that, I did 15, 000, over 15,000 steps yesterday. Yes. <laughs> Walking back and forth. Hey, listen, weirdly, it's a win for Brister. If we're point scoring, which obviously we're not, Maureen, I am Alison. <laughs> well, Maureen, thank you very much for your be my buddy moment. As always, it was enlightening and a little bit depressing. <laughs> so <laughs> it's time to it's time to, for us to go to uh, Alison because she makes a lot more sense than the two of us. Wouldn't you agree, Maureen? It's not difficult though. That's a very low bar. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, I love you. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. Cause I ain't using it. No, no. No, no. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Here we go. No problem is not going to be addressed everyone let's let's start this off so i got this one and i really liked it <clears throat> how do i stop my cats from waking me up early in the morning all right what? let's get what? into what? this hundred percent we're getting into this now it commences it commences everyone i will address all the problems and you know what i had a head start on this because my best friend had the same problem with her two beautiful rag dolls that started to randomly wake her up every morning at 4 30 4 30 4 30 they'd start playing and like you know i don't know if you've ever been woken up by a cat either one of you but they're like they're yeah they're not nice about it they jump on your chest and hit your face they're like you now something something yeah and they they won't quit and so it, it started to drive her crazy now it hadn't happened before they were adult cats it had been years and then all of a sudden they started to exhibit this behavior so why do cats do this it's down to a very few things number one food all right it's hungry or it's bored those are your two things okay hungry or bored and the reason why it is probably doing this behavior now is because one morning whether you want to admit it or not owner the cat jumped up on you hit you in the face and you know what you did to distract the cat from doing that you offered it food thus the cat now has a system even if you do it one time if you give that cat a treat at that time if you give that cat any sort of food done then the cat goes bingo i know how to get what i want so your cat is either hungry or bored 
how to stop these things. Well, I've got a few simple steps. I did a bunch of research, everyone. Here are the ones that I think are the most effective. Okay. Don't lock them out of your room, okay? Your number one thing will be shut them out of the room, just close the door. No, 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 no. They are persistent. They will not stop. And they will see the closed door as a part of this excitement. So now the closed door is part of the game. Close the door. Scratch on it. Make noise. Don't quit until they open the door. Then you jump on the chest, hit them in the face, and get the treat. So do not close the door, all right? This does not work. And it might just add them, make them more crazy and more bored. And they will just see this as a game, and they will get more into it. So don't change the door shutting technique. Okay. Don't do that. Don't close it. You can get blackout curtains is the first thing I'm going to suggest to you throughout your house because cats get up with the sun. So when they start to see some sun, that's when they rise. If they don't get exposure to sun, they don't know the day has begun and they will keep sleeping. Blackout curtains as much as you can in your place. Night before Okay, when you're getting ready for bed, right before they go to bed, this is what you got to do. You got to play with them. You got to play hard for a good, I'm going to say 15 minutes, and a specific type of play. All right? You want to have a hunting session. This sounds, this is much like my sex life. So what you want to do is then you want to have a hunting session, right? So what you want to do is you want to put them through steps, okay? So here are the sequence, okay? So these are the prey sequence steps. Stare. Make them stalk chase something, make them pounce on it, then get them to grab, kill it, bite it. Again, stare at them. Stare at the the toy. Make them stalk it. Don't let them pounce on it right away. Then let them pounce. Then let them do the kill. Do this sequence a lot, like nine times if you can, just again and again and again to tucker them out, okay? Then once you're done with these sequences, you're going to give them a protein-rich snack because this completes the hunting. If they were hunting in wildlife, they would get a protein and then they'd be like, great, I'm done, I'm finished. So you must reward them with a protein snack. Also, protein will help them sleep, just so you know. Then leave out toys or puzzles, things that will intrigue them. And these toys and puzzles only come out at night. So when you're about to go to bed, you put those things in the living room, things they like to play with, things that will be independent, and you take them away first thing in the morning. So it's like they only get it when you're not around. That way it distracts them. And then the last thing that costs a bit of money, but I'm saying if you're losing sleep, what's more worthwhile, sleep or or not spending money on an automatic cat food dispenser? I recommend a wet food dispenser, but you can start off with dry if your cats eat dry. Set that dispenser for a half hour before those cats started jumping on you in the morning. Okay, to start off, it will release food. The cats will be distracted by that. And then every morning, you set that timer a bit more forward, 15 minutes, 15 minutes. So you are resetting the cat's schedule. Eventually, the cat will begin the process of wanting morning food a little bit later. That's my advice, everyone. Alison, thank you very much for your advice. I have to say, I would just lock the cat out of the house, okay? <laughs> Cat's outside. That's the problem. <laughs> I had a cat. I loved her very much. Her name was Snappy, okay? My mum named her. <laughs> okay. Snappy. We had her from when I was about five to when I was about, I don't know, 24. Like, she lived for a rather long time. And boy, did I love that cat. Very, very much. I still think of her often. But when she was annoying, I just locked her out of the house. And that was that. Okay. So I feel like I would have got there a lot quicker with the advice is all I'm saying. I get, get the feeling that's what you do to me as well, Jen. Sure. What I do is I put my phone on mute and, and I lock Maureen out of my life. Uh... But luckily I never annoy you, Jen, isn't it? That's, that's fortunate. No, that's very lucky. But 
Fortunately, Alison, <laughs> uh, you're a lot more empathic and more caring and you've taken the trouble to really look into this problem, which I personally don't see as a problem, and you have come up with some outstanding advice. So thank you. Maureen and I would have had a very different approach to that problem. <laughs> I know. You both would have been like, I don't know, why do you have a cat? <laughs> this has been amazing advice. Alison June Smith, muchas gracias. Danke schön. Uh, Messi Bo Coops. Look at that, Three. De nada, Jen. De nada. Look at that. We're absolutely international. <laughs> Never mind Brexit. We're 100% EU on this. <laughs> Morentang. Morentang. I don't even know what Maureen's saying. Okay. That's great. Gaelic, but thank you. Gaelic. Well, we're ri- we've gone back in time as well. <laughs> Anyone know any Latin? <laughs> Ego sum mercator. Oh, for merchant. God's sake, Maureen. Just go away. <laughs> You look surprised that you're here. I've just woken up. And yet she still has applied mascara and lipstick. I just want to point It's called being professional, Alison. (laughs) Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. What is the show called? Oh, yeah, I've got it. We've been talking bollocks. Yeah. Okay. Is everyone happy with that? <laughs> Great. Well, what have we all been watching on the old televisione? Well, there was the last episode of Ridley Street. Did you watch the last Ridley episode? Ridley Road. Yep. Oh, Ridley Road. <laughs> <laughs> it was half right. It was half yeah. right. I was, watching was the other, I was watching the spin-off, Ridley Street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
It's, it goes on straight after Neighbours, doesn't it, Maureen? Yeah. <laughs> what did you think? Did you watch the last episode? Yeah, I did. I was bored. Anyway. Uh... Okay, all right. I did find it a bit, you know, like when she disappears off with the suitcase and you're like, nobody spots her in a blue dress. Running away from a house that's packed full of Nazis and then they don't see her in broad daylight in a, in a bright blue dress. I was like, okay. Fair. And then he just pops up on a train and you're like, oh, where did you come from? Actually, at Jen's suggestion, I watched the first episode of Shetland. Ah, okay. And how did you, and did you enjoy that, Moy? Yeah, I mean, I've watched bits of it. I haven't watched every every series. I've watched bits of it before. It, I mean, it's good. Douglas Henshaw is a great actor, but it does suffer that thing, I think, you know, when you think, how many murders are there on Shetland? It's an island, you know, they're islands where everybody will know what everybody else is up to. It's a bit Midsummer Murders, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Midsummer Murders where you're like... Or like, you know, what was it, the one in Oxford when everybody was dying, getting murdered in Oxford? It, Inspector Morse. Inspector Morse. But you've got to take that with a pinch of salt and just go go with it. But yeah, it's it's nice. And it's because obviously the Shetlands, I've never been to the Shetlands. Yeah, I was going to say it always looks beautiful, the Shetlands. Yes, it does look very beautiful. The backdrop is amazing. Sometimes they film it at night and you can see the northern lights, which is gorgeous. And uh, I do love, what's his name again? More Douglas Henshaw. Yeah, I do like him. I've got a soft spot for him. I think he's great. But it is a, it's one of those procedurals which I think has just run out of steam. Or maybe, and this is probably more likely, maybe I've run out of steam with procedurals. I watched one episode of Vera recently and it just irritated the hell out of me and I couldn't watch anymore. I think because we got so used to sort of high, such extreme naturalism in, in, in um, te- television that procedurals now you just go, oh, come on. Would the hairdresser really murder her assistant because she borrowed her shampoo? I don't think she would. (laughs) I think she'd just say, do you mind not nicking my shampoo? And that's why, that's why I had to strangle her to death because that conditioner costs $11.99 or whatever. So look, I probably will continue to watch it because I do do like the show. But yeah, I did watch half of the first episode and I went, I need to come back to this when I'm not in this mood okay i i was quite engrossed but um but i haven't watched a lot of shetland i've only watched bits and pieces so it might be the that might be one of the reasons but you know the, all these things have a certain formula don't they that you just yeah and and there's the comfort in that formula to be fair that's why we watch them because we know it's all going to be we're going to find out who the murderer is and it all gets sorted out at the end and actually because that doesn't happen in real life we kind of like to live that through television don't we i watched the austrian austrian version of that soccer kids school and it, you know, and it, and it is, it's that thing that under, after 40 minutes, you find the murderer. Do you know what I mean? It's all that. It is. I think people do find that reassuring in a way, don't they? TV wise, let me tell you what I've been watching. Strictly Come Dancing. Are you into it? Yes. I don't really watch Strictly Come Dancing. That's not something I watch. And not least because I work every Saturday night. So... I don't, I don't watch it, but my children love it. My partner loves it. And guess what? Turns out, so do I. I am tits deep in Strictly right now. I am thoroughly oh. enjoying this series. I love my boys wanting to know, you know, they love to watch the results. They like to see the scores. They've got their favourites. And I'm into it. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying, listen, this goes against everything I believe in, Okay watching celebrities dance. I actually got emotional at one point when someone was like, I thought they were going to get knocked out. I was like, I really hope they stay. I don't know what's the matter with me, okay? But I've embraced the show and I'm into it. I tell you what it is. I think it's because television, the news, whatever's happening, what we know about the environment, about just the world in general, I don't even want to get into it because it's too depressing, is so bleak 
that it's a hundred percent escapism there's nothing there's nothing in it other than fluffy there's just people in like you know ridiculous dresses doing the tango i, I i'm into it i love it i, I i'll i'll i'm going to watch the entire series and because i haven't been working a lot of saturday nights deliberately if i can trying to keep my weekends as free as possible which is not something i could have done in the past i've been able to sit at home and watch it with my children and what a blimmin delight that has been we do it as a family it's great i love it so that has been what i've been watching on television and i'll be you know probably be getting myself a little sequin outfit or something and uh practicing the rumba and chloe and the kids you're all gonna have a i would like to see a family dance we are doing the family dance there's there's the same sex couple in it and my they're my boys favorite which i love i love that they've chosen the gay boys as their favorite uh they get really excited when they dance i think it's just because it's two men they just love watching because there's not many men around <laughs> their lives <laughs> just surrounded by lesbians yeah so they see these two men they've got no like preconceptions about what men should be doing or what women should be doing or what what in a dance should a man lead or a woman lead and and because it's two men they take it in turns to lead within the dance which is quite beautiful and I've I absolutely adore watching them and so do my children and I just I just love watching it through the prism of their eyes with that complete innocence yeah it's so lovely and I bet watching two men dance too, they can do some things because they're both physically just a bit stronger. So I bet you they can do some things that, like that's pretty spectacular to see. Like, yeah, they can sort of lift each other. You know, one lifts one and then you get the idea. The other lifts one. You know, that's how it works. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alison, what have you been watching horror wise? Okay, to go along with cat problems. Now bear with me. This is cats. <laughs> You're going to do the cats movie. Cats music. <laughs> I think we've joked about this before. We've said that is the most terrifying horror that has ever been written. James Gordon and Tights. Moving on. Okay, so this one is a guilty pleasure. And I'm not saying it's a good movie, but I'm saying it's a good movie. All right, I'm putting it out there. I don't know if you guys remember a, what is it, 1992 classic called Sleepwalkers, uh, based on a Stephen King novel. Oh, let me read it. You're going to love this. Maureen, I'm telling you. A nomadic mother-son duo of energy vampires settle in the remote town and hunt for a virgin woman to feed on. They soon find their new victim in Tanya Robertson, a girl in high school. Yeah, they're energy vampires. So they don't even go for blood. They just suck the energy out of virgins. I didn't know that was an option. Because oh, virgins have, have scientifically proven more energy than non-virgins in theory i mean i guess in mysticism stealing energy yes i mean i like that, that these are the things we're questioning but it is a ridiculous they they're kind of like cat monster creatures so they start out they're like hello i'm normal and then they become the vampires oh can i just ask does the virgin have to be a woman or a man either it could be either but the way it works is the mom who stays beautiful forever because she's an energy vampire, but she sends out her son. So the son kind of does the hunting. So in this particular situation, he hunted a girl. I, I don't know another, if passed, if he has dated men or looked for men or be, become friends, but he in this situation, it was a girl. But it could be a virgin either way. <laughs> We're with the times. Wow. It's, yeah, it looks absolutely dreadful. Oh, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm talking like this is, a, this is a secret little, I'll put that sucker on and just not, you know. You can do your accounts while it's on in the background. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, sometimes you want a film where you can multitask, where you don't have to give it 100% of your energy and your time. Yeah, I get it. But they are allergic to, to cats. So cats are their weakness. So if a cat scratches them, they die. And the cats are drawn to them, though. So there's a lot of scenes where there's just a shitload of cats sitting around this house. And it's like, this because they're energy vampires, everyone. So all I'm saying is maybe your cat is telling you there's an energy vampire somewhere. You let that cat in at night. It's helping you. I can't believe this film isn't better known. (laughs) It's a good thing I'm from Canada and I understand sarcasm. Otherwise, I'd be like, I know, Maureen, I'm with you. More people should know about this film. (laughs) Uh, To be honest, I I, I do know about this film. So uh, it it did, of its time, have a moment where people were watching it, even if it was to hate watch it or love watch it, but love hate watch it. It did have its moment, which is why, as when you said it, I was like, I think I know that film. And then when I Googled it, I was like, oh, yeah, (laughs) I know this film. Well, (laughs) Alison, I certainly won't be watching it, but I know there will be some people listening who will. (laughs) Give it a go, everyone. It's up there. It's up there with Microwave Massacre. That's all I'm saying, everyone. You're going to love these films. I don't even want to know about Microwave Massacre. That sounds terrible. I'll tell you girls another day. Alison, thank you very much for your horror recommendation. Look, it's that corner time. It's full of, uh, I don't know, microbiotics. I don't understand what's happening. (laughs) Actually, probiotics makes more sense than microbiotics. (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying. Please, please help me to stop talking. Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. All right, it's cultural corner time. And talking about how people have preconceptions. So when I talked about Caribbean music, people didn't think it'd be classical music, including myself. I'm talking about Blue Eyed Soul, which is basically soul music performed by white artists. And apparently it's a term that was coined in the 1960s when obviously you didn't have videos and stuff. And when the Righteous Brothers brought out, you know, that loving feeling, they'd get invited onto stations that only played black music because they just, everybody just assumed they were black. And then of course these two white guys would turn up. And then it became code because these stations would only play black music and then there would be certain songs by white artists which they wanted to play and they'd go, they'd refer to it as blue-eyed soul so people would know that it was basically white musicians. And though people like Tom Jones, early Van Morrison, and because I've been watching a lot of stuff on YouTube where it's mainly African-Americans are just playing songs that they assume are written by black artists and you see their reaction. So like there was a load of young guys watching the Bee Gees and they just assumed it was a black woman that was singing. They didn't realise it was three men from Chalton in Manchester. <laughs> but you know what? If you haven't seen the video, you can understand why they think that. And so Bobby Caldwell have already mentioned what you uh, you won't do, you do for love. Um that's like a classic Blue Eyed Soul record. And I've been playing these two songs all weekend. Player have got a great song called Baby Come Back. And apparently they used that song Baby Come Back in The Simpsons when they'd lost the baby and they phone up the lost baby line. And that's the, ch- the music they have on hold. Baby Come Back. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a really great tune. And the other one I've been playing it's, it's a Canadian called Gino Vanelli. Do you know him? Have you heard of Gino Vanelli? Isn't that a kind of ice cream? <laughs> Gino, oh, Gino, Gino Vanelli. Anyway, I've been playing this tune. I'm going to send you the links, girls. I just want to stop. And it is, a, I, I, I must have heard it back in the day. I can't remember it. And I have been playing it nonstop. That and player all weekend. They're just two brilliant records. I'm going to send you ladies the links. And he's got, I got a lot. It, 
it's obviously he's, this was in 78 there's a video of him with a lot of hair um obviously of Ita- italian background and obviously later ones would be i suppose simply red paul young uh, tina maria was obviously quite a you know i think you're talking about blue eyed self simply red i wouldn't i wouldn't think simply red that's funny it didn't even dawn on me that he yeah i mean if you if you listen to simply red and you listen to it and you didn't know that it was a ginger bloke you 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 would imagine the first time i heard simply red when i was a kid i didn't know mick hucknall was white and i tell you who else i was surprised was white when i was a kid obviously now i i don't think about it but as a child michael mcdonald Oh, yes, I forgot to mention Michael McDonald. I can't believe I forgot to mention him. I I remember listening to him. And then when I saw it was a white guy, I was like, what? That can't be a white guy. I keep forgetting. (laughs) Oh, he's fantastic. I've got that album, which I meant to bring out and I I could name it. And, you know, he's got that. He's got a very specific voice, hasn't he, Michael McDonald? Very. (laughs) What a fool believes. And it's just interesting because, you know, I, I... I had those preconceptions when I went to the concert and we do have preconceptions. And what's interesting is seeing all the comments when you see Bobby Caldwell. But I'll tell you who is another one, Boz Skaggs. White, how? It's really funny watching these people react to, you know, all these musicians that they just assumed. And also back in the day, obviously you didn't really get videos. So people wouldn't know Gina Vanelli was white because you didn't, you didn't see the videos. Like until MTV, you'd see like, there'd be like two videos on top of the pops. And that'd be the only time you'd watch a video. So, you know, these people weren't, unless you got the record, you know, and they won the record cover. And sometimes they were quite clever. So like the Bobby Caldwell rec- uh, album cover, you don't actually see a photo of him. So, yeah. So, yeah, Blue-Eyed Soul. So I've made a little um, thing on my YouTube. Maureen, thank you very much for your cultural corner. I don't want to lose my shit over... Th- okay, this is it. Right, let's go now. <laughs> I cannot handle this. And now it's nearing the end of the show, isn't it, Alison? And it is always my favorite time because we've been cultured. We've answered questions. We we have had moments. Uh, we've talked about our week. But what I want to know is what the hell is getting your goat, Jen? Well, look, I was going to talk about uh, uh, something that wasn't vaguely political because uh, obviously at the moment, the government are allowing sewage to be pumped into the sea all around the country. Uh, and it means that there is a law that's being passed, which will mean that instead of stopping and saying you're not allowed to pump any raw sewage into the sea, that bill, uh, if that does, if, it go, if it doesn't go through Parliament, it will mean that the government can pump as much sewage as they want into the sea. Uh, as much as they want. So not that the government are going to put pump raw sewage, but, but like companies like Southern Water, who are currently just pumping sewage straight into the coastline in which I swim. I was going to talk about that, but I thought, let it go, Brister. We did politics last week, but you'll notice I still managed to just squeeze that bit in. Okay, I got it in. I still crowbarred it in. Just to let you know that that bill will be going through on the 27th of October, which will be after this has gone out anyway, which is why I decided not to talk about it. But do always harass your MPs about absolutely everything this government are doing because they are scum. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about that. I am going to talk about people with dogs. Not you, Alison. Dog poo bags. I just see them everywhere. I see them everywhere. Hanging off trees. What are you tying it to a tree for, mate? Or just on the on a bench. Just a bag of poo. Just a bag of, do- of dog shit. 
I was at the beach uh, in Dorset uh, with my children where there were just there was just a bag of poo on the beach in, on Chesil Beach, which is, by the way, a pristine beach. OK, there's no litter there because people really respect that piece of coastline. And just somebody had left a turd there in a bag. I'm just appalled by this behaviour. If your dog takes a shit, it's not enough for you to collect the shit and put it in a bag. That's not where your job ends. Your job ends by depositing that bag of shit into a bin for dog shit. Or if you can't find a bin for dog shit, take your dog shit home with you. Now, you got a dog. The dog is your responsibility. Not my responsibility to pick up your dog shit, which I am doing, by the way. Everywhere I go, I'm picking up other people's dog shit. Take your fucking dog's shit home with you. And if I see somebody dropping a bag of dog shit, I'm going to give you a little tippity tap on the shoulder. I'm going to say, I believe you left something behind. It's called a turd. It belongs to you. Pick it up and be on your way. So that's what's got my goat is people with dogs leaving their doggy, shitty, shitty dog bags lying around. Fuck you. Quite right. It is bloody annoying. Yeah, and they do. They hang them from trees. You're like, why are you hanging them it's from trees? It's not Christmas. And I don't want to see a dog shit bauble hanging from a bush. Take your shit home with you. So are you trying to take it off the ground? Thanks for removing it from the ground and putting it in a bag. Are you just alerting us? Like, there's poo there. It's not on the ground, but there's poo there. Like, what? And it gives all other bad, uh, us dog owners, a bad name. Like, when I walk around and see shit randomly, poop all over the place, and then poop bags everywhere... It drives me insane because I feel like everyone's looking at me like, mm, you dog people. And I'm like, it's not. We pick up his poo. Do you get you get fined, don't you, if you if you leave dog shit on the street? But you, presumably if you wrap it up, then you, you don't get fined? I don't know what the deal is. But ultimately, who has ever been fined for leaving dog shit? Because by the time your dog's had a shit, are there police officers going around with following people with dogs going just making sure your dog doesn't do a shit? There's no, I don't, I don't think anyone's ever been fined. We just understand that leaving shit on the floor is disgusting. Well, guess what? If you wrap it in a fucking green bag and hang it off a tree, it's still disgusting. It's disgusting, and I'll tell you why. Because inside that bag is actual shit, shit. It is poo. It has come from your dog's bottom. Okay, I don't want to see it. I don't want to have to pick it up because I'm a good citizen and I bloody well do. And then, what do you do with dog shit? You got to find a dog shit bin. It's tricky. I get it, but it's your responsibility. It's not my responsibility. Okay. So that is what has got this lesbo's groat. Did I say groat? I meant goat. I said groat. <laughs> Which, by the way, is even worse than my goat because my groat is very sore at the moment. Oof, tell you. Well, ladies, once again, we've nailed this uh, podcast into uh, the wall, the floor, the door. Uh, we've nailed it onto something. We've, we've hung it from a tree and left it dangling in a green bag. You're welcome. Women talking bollocks. If you enjoyed today's episode, then why not subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, like us, leave a wonderful message saying how much you enjoy our dulcet tones, particularly mine. <laughs> Will that do?
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.